the Business and Leadership Podcast with Jared Graybeal. Hey guys, welcome back to the Business and Leadership Podcast. This is your host, Jared Graybeal. And on today's episode, we're just going to dive right in. We're talking about the perfect meeting today. And so just to give you a little context around this, one of the things that I've been asked to teach on the most is sort of how to construct a productive meeting or how to have a a good meeting where your employees are interactive. I think one thing that um, our company, Superfit Foods, has done successfully over the past five years is had productive, engaging, and relatively short meetings. Um, Because I personally am not a huge fan of long, arduous, drawn-out meetings. Um, I get really tired really easily if I'm disinterested. And so I'm really excited to teach this to you guys today. So before we get into the teaching, please make sure, if you haven't already, scroll to the bottom of the uh, podcast And go ahead and leave a five-star review um, if you enjoy the podcast, that is. And if also, if you enjoy it, please share it with a friend. Um, Those are the two easiest ways for this podcast to reach more people is if you leave a review or if you just tell friends about it. Um, I'd love it if you shared this on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those platforms. Uh, And make sure you tag me. You can find me at Instagram, Jared Axel Grabiel, Jared Grabiel on Twitter and Facebook. Now let's dive in. So the perfect meeting. If I were teaching this to an audience right now and asked for a show of hands of how many people wanted less meetings at their workplace, chances are 90% of you guys would raise your hand. The issue is meetings are necessary for a few crucial reasons. One, social interaction. Most people don't think about this, but whether you work for a small business or a large one, whether you classify yourself as an introvert or an extrovert, everyone feeds off of some level of social interaction. For some organizations, meeting times are the only time that they work with another human being during the day, so it's so important. The second reason why meetings are necessary is because of communication. They keep everyone in the loop, especially due to the pandemic and how the workplace has rapidly shifted to more of a remote scenario, it's becoming increasingly important to communicate via meetings since there are no informal get-togethers in the office, there's no water cooler chats or anything like that. And then the third thing is strategy. This is the opportunity in meetings for your team to come together and collectively overcome any problems or plan the next step-by-step approach to growing your company, and that is the ultimate goal. But let's be honest. Although meetings are clearly important, most people are doing them wrong. They waste precious time, which no one can afford to waste, and they're rarely that productive. There's rarely an ROI, right? A return on your investment. So that's probably why this is one of the biggest things that I've been asked to write about. So if we can change the landscape of traditional meetings, then we can change how we view them and end up having a far more productive meeting and a productive team ultimately a productive company. Now, Superfit Foods, my company isn't perfect, but we do a few things pretty well. And and one of those, I believe, is how we do meetings. So first, let's identify why we even have them more specifically. I think there's three general types of meetings. One is the regularly scheduled ones with like a consistent agenda. For example, at our work, we have a Monday morning meeting called the Heads Up Meeting. Uh, and I highly recommend, I'm going to cover the what we review in our heads up meeting at the end of the 
podcast. So stay tuned for that. And again, you always have the show notes at jaredgrabiel.com in the blog section. So first type of meeting is regularly scheduled meetings. These are always happening every Monday morning, every Wednesday morning, every Friday, whenever it is. The second one is a scheduled meeting to address a non-consistent topic. For example, in our company, we sell healthy meals. So we recently launched a new vegan product and we had a series of meetings around that. But once we launched the product, those meetings are over. So that's not necessarily a regularly scheduled meeting, but it is something that we we booked in advance. Um, And the last thing is the last minute meetings that are scheduled quickly with specific purpose, most likely because of a recent change or some type of an emergency. For us, an example would be, you know, we delivered a 24 pickup locations throughout the Northeast Florida area. And let's say a pickup location decided to shut down early on a Friday, like we need to to know about that. And then we got to come together real quick and say, what's our strategy? How do we communicate this to our clients? What do we do? Should we go grab those meals and move them somewhere else? So that's a last minute meeting that's super important, um, but needs to be scheduled and needs to be addressed. And the remaining you know, tips will really apply to these three types of meetings. Now, here's a quick hack or a quick tip. If this is something you can handle with a FaceTime phone call or email, then don't do a meeting. If it's something you can do one-on-one with one of your colleagues or your boss or your subordinates with one other person or even by yourself, don't do a meeting. Avoid any unnecessary meetings at all costs. This helps to reduce the unnecessary bureaucracy and it maintains and emphasizes the value of the meetings that you actually do need, right? So keep that in mind. But here are six tips for running the perfect meeting. And again, at the end of this, I'll kind of detail what we go over in our heads up meeting. The first tip is host it virtually if possible. Now, if you have a remote team, then you're probably already doing this. I think there's definitely a luxury to in-person meetings, and it can be much more effective than virtual meetings. But in 2020, especially due to COVID, um, things are a little different. But as always, time is our greatest currency. So it makes sense to save time from the commute, getting dressed up, getting in your car, all that stuff, traffic on meetings anywhere you can. So the first tip is host it virtually if possible. Now, if this is a whiteboard session you need to have with a couple people, have an in-person meeting. The second tip, keep them as short as possible and to the point. Why? According to the University of Minnesota, psychologist Kathleen Vose, everyone has a limited amount of cognitive resources. And once they're depleted, we start making bad decisions. Bad decisions could be taking bad notes. It could be forgetting actionable items or simply just giving low quality input, right? But a bad decision in a meeting is a bad thing. Also, if you've become known for hosting long, drawn out, unnecessary meetings, then people will become even more resistant to engaging in them out of fear of them lasting longer, right? Like who remembers that kid who always raised his hand at the end of class? So we remember those instances when we're in those meetings that take forever. We're like, I'm not asking any questions. So create a meeting people can expect to contribute. They can be engaged and they can leave with energy left in the tank and a new mission to work on. So how do we do this? How do we create a meeting that is as short as possible and to the point, that leads to tip number three. Tip number three is have a relevant agenda, clear objectives, and stick with it. Why? The reason is research actually found little to no relationship between 
just the presence of an agenda and attendees' evaluation of the meeting quality. What matters is not necessarily just the agenda itself, but the relevance and the importance of what's going on and how the leader facilitates the discussion of the agenda items. Additionally, everyone should know what the end goal of the meeting is. Like, why are we having this meeting? So for the quote-unquote regularly scheduled meetings, the first type that we talked about, there should be a pretty consistent agenda that people are always prepared for. Any additional items should be clearly communicated ahead of time, maybe via email, text, phone call. Now for the quote-unquote scheduled meetings for a non-consistent topic, which was the second type of meeting I went over, your meeting attendees should have an idea of the items that will be addressed and how they can be prepared to contribute. Again, that is via email, text, phone call. And then for the last-minute meetings, the, the third type, it's hard to create specific expectations because these are last-minute, but that's where tip number four is going to help. So if your meetings don't have an agenda or anything important to address, then again, you don't really need a meeting. The fourth tip is set a start and finish time and stick to it as closely as possible. This one is equally as important as the rest, but there's an acceptable margin of error. If your meeting is expected to be from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and you have to finish at 11.05 to cover all the items, then that's fine. But don't lead meetings that last two to three hours when they were supposed to be one hour long. If you haven't covered all the items in your meeting agenda because of a few of the earlier ones required more in-depth conversation, that's okay too, right? Like if you got in the weeds on one of the topics because you needed to, that's necessary. Just schedule another short meeting for maybe later in the day or the next day to cover the rest of the agenda if possible. But don't draw those meetings out two, three hours. People get hungry. They start making bad decisions like we mentioned in number one. So, you know, honestly... I just wouldn't have two to three hour long meetings in general. I would break them up over a day or a few days if there's that much to even cover. For a small business, most likely your team has other responsibilities like day-to-day stuff and they're already thinking of them after an hour goes by. So you'll definitely lose focus if it's too long. So going back to tip number two, keep your meetings as short as possible. And if you have to have a two to three hour long meeting, then have at least 10 to 15 minute breaks every hour. But again, tip number four is set a start and finish time and stick to it as closely as possible. Tip number five, this is super important. Um, Empower others on your team to exchange roles during the meetings, whether that's speaking, transcribing the meeting, and encourage participation instead of having the same person lead and speak every single time. Why do we want to do this? Well, because meetings are fundamentally collective experiences, allowing other voices is only appropriate. Another reason is when employees are engaged or encouraged to engage and openly share their thoughts and ideas, the leader actually listens to those ideas and the employees are more likely going to feel a greater sense of commitment to the team, the organization, and the original purpose of the meeting. This in turn leads to a more engaged meeting attendee, which ultimately over time creates a much more powerful and productive meeting. The last tip is to be present. This means a few things, though. So one, it means no disturbances. So you, your staff members, your team members, everyone should turn their phone over. They need to stop looking at their emails. Meetings are irrelevant if you plan on multitasking. And the same goes for everyone, right? So be present by having no disturbances so everyone can focus. 
And the second thing is be available for any necessary unplanned dialogue. For my type A agenda-based leaders out there like me uh, that want to stick to their agenda at all costs, although that's important, it's these short unplanned conversations in between topics that typically drive the most creativity and they mesh to create your company culture. So it's super important that you allow these conversations in the white space to happen. And so that's where being present comes in, right? So be results driven, but don't be a robot. And that's number six is honestly the hardest one for me. I have to check myself very often. And I even have to create white space in the meetings for this type of thing. So the six tips just to review. Tip number one is host it virtually if possible. Tip number two is keep them as short as possible and to the point. Tip number three is have a relevant agenda, clear objectives, and stick with it. Tip number four is set a start and a finish time and stick with it as closely as possible. Tip number five is empower others on your team to exchange roles and empower uh, participation and let others lead and speak from time to time. Tip number six is to be present. And then as promised, here are five examples uh, or here are examples of five things that we cover in our weekly quote unquote heads up meeting on Monday morning at Superfit Foods. The first one is prayer and praise. Now, because I'm a Christian and I'm a leader, I operate as a Christian leader. So we have a prayer list and that's something that we do each week. Now, if you're not comfortable with that, if you lead more of a secular organization, then prayer can simply be substituted with the items that you are most important, uh, the items that are most important to your company and to your team. We do praise to reinforce the importance of reflecting on the accomplishments from the week prior, no matter if they seem small in hindsight. The second thing is personal and professional win of the week. This is an individual thing. So much like number one, except this is individual, we identify a win of the week in our personal lives And in our professional lives, here's a couple examples. Professional win of the week. I saved an upset client from canceling last week. Check that off the box. A personal win of the week. uh, I celebrated July 4th with my family and there was no family drama, right? So those are just examples. Now, the third thing we review is our company goals. We set SMART goals that's specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. So we review the previous week's goals and how far we came. And then we review our upcoming week's goals and we set a plan to reach them. The fourth thing is our personal goals. And we have positive reinforcements tied to these. Why do we, why do, we do this, right? The research on goal setting tells us that goals energize us, they focus us, they bring more attention to the team, and they promote persistence, all of which lead to better performance as a team. Whether it's individual or a group goal, setting them is proven to promote group performance. And then the fifth thing is, what did you learn last week? Right? So I really encourage my team that when they learn something, to write it down, especially if it's practical, if it's interesting. This is usually the most fun part of the meeting. I'm addicted to learning, so naturally that is a type of culture I like to create. Although I'm biased, I think everyone, you know, should be a learner as a habit if you aspire to be a leader. So each week, everyone brings a few things to the table that they learned last week. It doesn't have to be specific to what we do either, just something noteworthy that they learned, right? So today, uh, one of our team members 
literally watched a documentary this weekend on pollution in the ocean. And so she told us a lot of statistics about pollution in the ocean. I've been reading up about politics lately. So I had a couple random facts about politics, nothing biased or anything like that, just specific events that have taken place. So it's a really interesting time for us to come together, get to know each other a little bit more each week, and then it creates a lot of value and it propels us forward as we go into the work week. I hope reviewing what we do on Monday helps inspire a new flow for your weekly meetings. And that is the six tips for running the perfect meeting. Again, if you enjoyed this episode, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to share it. Uh, DM me at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or email me, jared at superfitfoods.co. I'd love to respond to any of your feedback. And if you have any ideas for another episode, feel free to reach out to me about that as well. Until then, have an awesome day and God bless.